Comrade.com. We have Jeff, Robert, and Scott in the studio. It's all boys, no girls. Where you at, Aaron? Thank God. Woo. Mm. Finally, we purged. <laughs> boys show. What's going Purge on, y'all? Purge off. I, I kind of miss Aaron, because I'd rather be talking about Next on MTV uh, Pluto than like talking about computer hard drives and stuff like they've been talking about for like half an hour. Should have been recording that. That's the only thing that matters. We were talking about processors and we were talking about video cards. Okay. The yeah, FX is a dead platform. AMD is now like God tier. Oh my God. It's AMD up, Intel down. This has been the capitalism in it. Yeah. Wow. This is your tech moment on Good yeah. Morning Comrade. But I will say though, like like what I was saying earlier, uh, AMD board, AMD chips are typically cheaper. And they're they're a lot more flexible. They last. I've a little always longer. felt like Team Red was for the common man, mm-hmm. like just out of poverty. Like ever since I started to try to put computer hardware together, I always felt like like AMD, like Team Red was like, oh, you're trying to get like the cheapest shit for like the you're trying to like, stretch your dollar. This is the way to go. Where mm-hmm. like Intel was just like, hey, fuck yourself, That's like the... harvest a kidney if you want to play like the new if you want to play Doom three. Just, uh, you know, send us your left testicle and you'll be able to afford this. The beast has been slain. Any any listeners, please write in if you have any questions about uh, 90s MTV dating shows because I'm Garbage. just waiting for Aaron to come back so we can talk about that again. Garbage. You're on a TV, like, yeah, the, you're on a TV tuner to, to watch that? Scott's, yeah, Scott's watching, around. like, Pluto TV yeah. all the time. He's watching... Uh, Getting all those good conservative, like, uh, commercials. Even though they're kind of falling off now, like I guess it's not as cheap of airtime because everybody was home for like four months and they just started watching Pluto TV, and mm-hmm. so like all these fringe, like uh, all these fringe like uh, adverts are going away. You don't you don't have to like buy gold or anything. You have to let, like endure buy gold commercials. Isn't it, isn't it just owned by? It's owned by Viacom, right? Oh yeah, yeah it's, by yeah. Own, it's owned by some big giant. It's, it's Viacom. It's got like yeah. all the old. Like gladiator shows and stuff, and like the Sentai, old, Super Sentai shows, old Doctor Who. But like, yeah, it's great. They have a channel that's just Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, they fixed that. Um, they fixed the whatchamacallit, right? The um, the advertising thing to where like it would just randomly cut out and just play an ad and then put you right back. So like the ads make sense. Like they cut out at places where like normal commercials would. Yeah, that's they, like the thing that Twitch does. Do that. It was so funny back in the day. That's the thing. Like, Twitch.com still does that. And that's one of the things that really bugs me. Like, if people monetize their their Twitch or whatever, like, in the middle of somebody saying a sentence, it'll just be like, and the sound's always way louder than the rest like, of the video. Uh, yeah. And it just blasts out, buy this thing for, like, 40 seconds, and you can't skip it unless you're, like, a subscriber or whatever. Well, like Twitch is Twitch is actually a very horrible platform, isn't it? It's fine. I like it. No, uh, I think that's on purpose, though. Like, Pluto TV, I think that was just, like, a fun little quirk. Yeah. I think Twitch is kind of, like, first class to where they want to... They want you to buy that, like, 
Twitch Prime or whatever so bad. Uh, yeah, um, they beat you over or at least it. do Amazon, you know, and do Amazon Prime so you don't have to deal with that. The, so it's like on purpose, like frustrating because, yeah, that's like really that's really ridiculous to like try to find like your your favorite streamer like cuts out before they like get a kill mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's garbage. The thing, the thing that I like about those things is like Pluto and Twitch is because uh, you don't have to like. Like once something's ending, you don't have to start thinking about what's coming on next. Something's just gonna come on. It's like watching TV, you know. Mm -hmm. You just watch. Yeah. You just watch yeah. Channel Thirteen all day. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Um, that I think that's the appeal to a lot of people. It's it's. Yeah. Um, you just turn it on when you're doing. Set it and forget it. When you're doing two yeah. other things, you could do that and be like, "What do I? Know? Uh, what am I watching now? I'm watching uh, an episode of Nitro from 1998, and then the next episode is gonna be on, and then the pay per view is gonna be on. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of people entertainment's become too active. Mm -hmm. Like it's too it's it's too interactive. Um, too and much scrolling they, and they too much want, posting. Yeah, I mean it's. They, I like listening. Passive entertainment. I like listening to the radio because it's just like the stuff right. all day. <laughs> I like reading the newspaper because they have a little weather frog at the top corner and it's great. That little frog. He Every, wears a mask now. Uh, that so frog yeah. is antifa. Love that guy. Yeah, great. Speaking of Antifa, we just had a hurricane come through, and it knocked over a uh, Confederate monument in Lake Charles that had just recently been voted to be kept up. So, uh, Hurricane Laura, officially anti-fascist. Yeah, I don't know which uh, I don't know what statue that was, but I'm sure it wasn't no good. Take but, your guess. I mean, it's you know, it's well. Who's it going to be? Beauregard or Jeff Davis? It's Nathan Bedford Forrest or something. Chugs. Yeah, they put, put it up in like nineteen thirty. Albert Pike. Some piece of shit. Let me find it. I'm pulling it up now. Now, now you've we've talked about it for long enough. It's from theadvocate.com. Ooh, the best website in the world. They uh, have a paywall now, right? Do they? Somebody does. It's nola.com, but they're the same though, right? Wait, uh, yeah, nola.com yeah. has a paywall. I, yeah, because I try to get on them at work. That's like shutting like, down. That's like shutting down 4chan. <laughs> it really is though. Like their comment section used to be fucking wild, man. Yeah. It was just like it was like fa Facebook North, man. It was just like a little satellite of like your grandma's Facebook page. Yeah. It was just like people be on there be like, I mean, it could be about anything, and it'd be like, black people should not live in New Orleans. It'd be like famous fucking pecan sandy recipe, and it would be just be like, I don't understand why there's so many Negroes here. Yeah. Like, God damn. The wild thing, it was always like, uh, you'd, you'd just hear about some like big figure in the news getting taken down because of like the NOLA.com posts. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the sheriff of uh, Jefferson Parish had to resign today because he, he made some inflammatory comments on NOLA.com. Wild as fuck with their whole and now he's yeah, got it and now he's got a radio show on yeah the eight seventy <laughs> yeah he goes on after the right chicks <laughs> eight seventy West Bank Freedom Talk do 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 holy shit uh, I haven't even been able to hate listen to that show oh man I uh, when I worked in please give us the report I worked at a glass company in my uh my my boss who would drive around in the truck with a bunch of days and we had a radio in the warehouse. He was a big fan of the 870 and Scoot and all those dudes. Fucking Scoot. Scoot. Oh, God. Let me tell you something about that guy. Because I, I used to wait tables when oh, he came God. in the Landry's one time when I worked over there. And Were you like, it's the Scoot? 
No, no. It was before he was even like back on the air or whatever. But anyway, he was he would this is a little bit and I'm not like talking like mad shit about the guy or whatever. I don't even mm, I don't hardly know shit, him. Son. But he was drinking tonic water just Tonic water, no gin, no. You're just drinking the tonic water. I'm gonna stave off malaria. Well, that's what he said. said That the quinine keeps the bugs away. And I was like, okay. That's what he said. Oh, he probably just drank that. He's kind of right. I mean, maybe he was. Maybe he didn't want to talk. Maybe he was a friend of Bill W. or something, an associate. Bill W. Yeah, you don't. You don't know about um, that. It's about people that are in like recovery and stuff. They'll be like, "Yeah, like the code phrase." Maybe. I'm, not trying, to, I'm not trying to be a hater. Didn't, didn't I see you at uh, Bill W's or something like that? It's almost like a, a kind of a code. It is. Yeah, my grandma was an alcoholic. She mm. had all. She had all the coins and doubloons and <laughs> chips. All the yeah, all the alcoholic like paraphernalia. Yeah. I think he tipped pretty good, though, if I recall correctly. So that's he's he's good. If I that's mean, the case, he tipped you for giving him tonic water. That's pretty good. I mean, he ate food too. He didn't just get tonic water. I mean, I've heard this guy's show. I got a lot of bad things to say about him, but you know, he tipped on some tonic water. If you're if if you're a good tipper, that goes a long way. People, like work like working people remember that stuff, especially if you're a restaurant like a restaurant person. You remember if somebody tips or if they don't, forever. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's kind of impressive, because it's like, even if you are a bad person, you're going out of your way to trick me. Like, you're really throwing up that smoke screen. Mm-hmm. You're trying to seem as normal as possible. You're purchasing goodwill. Yeah. You're literally purchasing <laughs> goodwill. So anyway, Hurricane Laura topples Confederate okay, Monument in Lake Charles weeks after vote to keep it up. The storm made huh. landfall as a Category 4 storm and potentially the strongest to ever hit the state as the damage was surveyed hours from the storm's peak winds of a hundred and holy shit it was 150 miles per hour winds uh, it was supposed to be a cat five it, was, it, hit. it yeah. didn't make it there it was like three it was like three to four miles an hour short of a cat five comrade laura man it just missed the cut the statue could be seen on the ground on the side of the pedestal which had stood in uh since 1915 and barely two weeks after the decision to keep it where it stood <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I'm just like looking at pictures of it, and it's just—it's like a—it's like a much smaller version of Lee Circle. It worries me though because it fell down so cleanly. Yeah. Like you had to go out there and like like uh, like hit it with a um an angle grinder or something to make sure you break it up. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just fell very clean. So it's just like there. It, it feels like it, it could be easily put back up. Yeah. Mm. The statue dubbed yeah. the South Defenders Monument has served as a point of debate in the recent months, along with symbols honoring the Confederacy across Louisiana and the rest of the nation. That's just crummy imagery, like the Southern Defenders. Yeah. Like, what are you defending the South from? It's the no- Northern Invaders? The Normans? In Louisiana from yeah. the French? No, it's like, Civil War, like War of Northern Aggression type shit. How was Texas a big deal in the Civil War? Honestly, I don't know. I don't have a good idea. I think they were just like a big bunch of territory. Probably just like had a bunch of money and stuff too. Well, New Orleans got (laughs) New Orleans, the city got like scooped up by the Union pretty early and and was kept as a pretty significant port. Um, So that's that's the Civil War history in a lot of sense. I mean, there's more to it, obviously, but but. I just think because it's so close to the Texas border, like did the Confederacy. I don't know. I need to. And Texas was a slave. I, state. I would say I'd learn more about that, but I, I don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm literally that guy that's like, you know, you want to erase history. Yes, I do. I don't give a fuck about the Confederacy. I, I, I like that meme of all the stuff that's like lasted longer than the Confederacy. People are like, mm. Outcast as a fucking group has been around longer than the Confederacy. I mean, Outcast has been around for a Tiffle long time. Tiffle and Ollie show on MTV with sock puppets. Wow. Has been around, was around longer than the CSA. Wow. I didn't know that one. Them. I mean, it was a good show. It really was. It really is such a good show. I love that show. It, sometimes it feels like a dream. It feels like that show wasn't real, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it feels like that show only existed for me. It's like, is that even a real thing? Did I dream that? It was all a dream. Like, well, what, what I used is, to read Word Up magazine. Well, what is reality if it's not a common dream of all people? Whoa. It's, a, it's, it's collective fantasy, man. It's reality is what it is. Mm-hmm. I hate that kind of dumb shit. To be honest, <laughs> like, what if your what if your brain was in the matrix? It wouldn't matter because yeah. the matrix is real. What if the matrix is in your brain, man? None of that matters. All right, what about? if you're already dead, and then like this is just the DMT like being released into your brain? Whoa! And like this is like you're just reliving like a dream. I'm like, well, then everything's still real to me. Mm-hmm. So it okay, we're, we're we're going into Joe Rogan territory. Like, yeah, oh, we're gonna get a cease and desist before we even stop recording on this thing <laughs> from the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Make us make us famous from Spotify. Stupid shit. And it's cool. Like I listen. Like at work, I'll have my headphones in, and people think I'm listening to music. I'm just listening to like creepy Reddit stories. What? Like, there's a whole yeah. There's channels of of like people who um have taken stories that people have on Reddit, and then like maybe in the Ask Me Anything, and then they um they put them to text to speech, and I, it'll be like. What's the scariest thing you've ever heard, you ever seen while you were deep sea diving? Or like, uh, people who work in a mental hospital, what's the weirdest thing like you've ever heard or seen? And it's just like, that's the kind of shit I listen to at work. Uh, just like scary stories. Because mm-hmm. I'm weird. Because honestly, when I'm like exhausted, like from staying up too late playing <laughs> video games, there was those things like that and like black coffee, like keep me up. Yeah. Sleep. Honestly, the most alarming thing about that is listening to this on text-to-speech. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, too, it's kind of counteractive to where the uh-huh. te- text-to-speech, it's like Mike's, uh, Microsoft Sam, it's so like monotone, it's almost ASMR. Oh. So it'll like, put me right back to sleep. Um, and it, like, yeah, I usually have to deploy that like after lunch um, mm. to make it through the day to like, not fall asleep, because usually my day is done, like, like where I work, we have like a Facebook and we have a lot of like, like the, as soon as I sit down, my favorite game, as soon as I sit down at my desk, I log into Facebook and I find all the reactionaries who have friended us on Facebook or somehow become friends. And me being a social media manager, I just start deleting them. So my main, my main like purpose in life is to cleanse the, it's to cleanse the organization. You're the, you're the, you are, your job is to do cancel culture, isn't it? Yeah, I'm canceling. I'm canceling. (laughs) Hardcore. Hardcore. I'm just like, oh, look at this. Look at this piece of shit. Well, you're no longer our friend. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Goodbye. And then, like, like, cause I'll do, and then, like, I handle our Twitter and I'll do, like, the organization's Twitter. Mm hmm. Um, and yeah, you just post it all day, every day. Yeah. I'm just a professional poster. And yeah. then when I'm done with that, I just post, I just don't post, but I'm like surfing on like, I'm just browsing Twitter on my own mm-hmm. and then having to like kind of do it with my hands behind my back to make sure I don't like, like things. Mm-hmm. 
or post. And it's so funny because I'll see one of you guys' like you guys' Twitter accounts will like show up. Dude, I never post my, anymore though. I've like like totally backed off of posting. I'm just saying, I see stuff. like a lot of our mutual friends all the time, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> look at this. Look at look at what they're getting into. Look at the yeah. mess that they're making. Right. <laughs> uh, so speaking of, speaking of some of that like posting stuff, um, so I I think the the the, the interesting thing. <laughs> Tight. The interesting thing that uh, I've noticed is that since I've been doing a lot of this education organizing with this Louisiana United, you know, teachers, uh, Louisiana Education United group, yeah. I have found that posting is less of a priority in my life. Yeah, of course. Posting is an outlet for you, like people who are like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Impotence, not the right word. They're just paralyzed and they feel like the only thing they can do is post. Uh huh. Like uh, and uh, like for good and bad, there's a people like a lot of people who post have like very good intent. Right. Like it's not gonna unless you're posting to like organize stuff in meet space. It's it's you're yeah, post, you might as well just be jerking off. Posting and, is not gonna bring about the revolution by itself. Yeah, is just that what you're off, saying? It's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, take <laughs> it from a professional poster and reply guy. Yeah, professional no fun jerker offer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's what's up. It's just it's kind of pointless. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, like we were just talking about that with one of the issues going on, and like people were have been like one of the issues going on in our city, um, our like civil thing of like the the Hard Rock Hotel that used non union labor, yeah, and, and like collapsed in on itself, and people wonder why like the city of New Citadel Orleans Construction is a bunch of murderers. Yeah. And people are just like flaming the city of New Orleans, but they like, I have it on good authority. That's like it has nothing to do with the city. Like, Can you get into of, that? Of, actually, like, no, no, I can't talk about that. Oh, okay. I can't tell you what I know. Okay, that's fine. Um, just from my my own <laughs> sources of being connected mm-hmm. into Damn. the city. But now like, I just want to um, know more. Um, know, but but right? essentially, like it's what you're saying. Tease. So let's talk about something that is picking up a little bit on. And, I, and you might have a take on this, and Scott, you might have a take on this, but people are posting about the Cajun Navy again. Really? I haven't seen any. I was just thinking about them. I'm looking at like an NPR reporter in, from WWNO. Oh, liberals love that shit, though. In other news, the Cajun Navy is reporting lots of homeless squirrels and is looking for help from rehabbers. Update on the... up. Uh, so, essentially, and I, I saw that a friend of mine... Uh, and... and, and it was a really interesting thing, too, because for some reason, somebody asked me, like, is the Cajun Navy good or the, is the Cajun Navy bad? Because for those folks who are listening who don't know, basically what the Cajun Navy does is they, they're they not really, a like, a thing thing. It's, like, just people who are doing... Anarchists. Kind of, sort of, yeah. No, why, why, why? Kind of, sort of. Go ahead and do your. I, I mean, the, the step on your feet, but we'll no. go back to that because I want to hear you. I mean, they're I definitely doing kind of how to sort of. They're doing like, mutual aid, <laughs> but I don't know if they would like. If you ask, oh, you were anarchist or whatever, I think they would probably say no. They'd probably well, yeah, just say that they're like being they a part. Of, yeah, they're just like. It's function. like it's like asking a murderer, "Are you a murderer?" And damn, like, he says no, but it's like. Well, here's the murder weapon in your hand, bloody, and you admit to killing somebody. It is arose by any other name, <laughs> right? What they think. So you think? I mean, if nothing else, I mean, like you can. Is it, whether or not you call them an anarchist, sorry, they're Jeff, doing no, mutual I, I aid. 
no, no, describe no. exactly what they do. So a lot of them are like kind of like middle class, like fishing, like fishermen types. They they have boats or they have pirogues or they have fishing boats or whatever. And then when they have these horrible storms like Laura, they'll kind of like go and save people from their roofs. You know when they're uh, when they're when they're flooded out and and lately there's been a lot of uh, like you were saying, um, I think Harvey, the Hurricane Harvey was one of the situations where this was a big deal and I think there was a storm in like 2016 where like the Cajun Navy name came up a whole bunch, but like I don't know there there was also like some like reporting or whatever or somebody was posting on Twitter about them being like. Like, oh, actually, the Cajun Navy is a bunch of racists or whatever, too. Sure, <laughs> like, of course they are. I mean, like, it's just people, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, of course they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as, like, are they, are a bunch of yokels, like, going out in boats and, like, <sighs> saving kittens and people off of roofs, good or bad? Like, I would say they, they're, they're doing a objective good. I don't really care if they're racist or not, because mm-hmm. then I, I mean, I'd have, if I'm caring if they're racist, I have to worry about is the girl at the, Taco Bell drive-through races. Yeah, that welcome to being black. Right. Where like most of the people, most of the people you run into on a daily basis are gonna be fucking racist. Yeah, and one like, of the, so uh, welcome to welcome to society, I guess. And one but, of the like, interesting anarchists. Yeah, but, one of the interesting things that we can maybe pull onto the string for that point too is that when somebody is doing a good thing, um, they're often sort of like logically and sort of somewhat rationally follows like this person is good or is bad because they're doing a good uh, thing. I, I see what you're saying. And like that that sort of obscures like the reality of what's happening because like people are complicated in a general sense. And like I don't know. There 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 it it seems like a like a very like flattening of of kind of everything, you know. But like when you said, like the NPR, like mm-hmm. always wants to talk about them. That, that makes so much sense because, like, uh, because like NPR's whole thing is like, oh, where where you know we all might not, we all might want to see black people. Hang, not, some of y'all want to see black people hang from a tree, and then some of us don't. But deep down, we're all good people. Yeah, like, that's so we got to meet in the middle. Fucking, we got to meet in the yeah. middle of that. So they, they eat that kind of shit up. Mm-hmm. They love it. They love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing, but I think they're one of the things that has to be, if you want to be serious about this, um, like as a project, how can the left and the South use organizations like the Cajun Navy and stuff like that? Um, those are people that are reachable because there's a lot of, especially here in Louisiana, there's a lot of people that don't share our cultural or political values that are out here doing like, like the Cajun Navy, they're out there doing like anarchism. Yeah. So if we like make that aware to them, like, Hey, we might not, I know I just talked about like the NPR thing and how Mm -hmm. it makes me sick. But on the other side of that, we have to kind of, we have to work with the battlefield that Mm -hmm. we're in. So if we can be like, Hey, I, you know, we might not share like all these values, but like we appreciate you as people and we see what you're doing out here. Um, yeah, and like, part Louisiana of that. Mm-hmm. really weird because there's a whole like I've I think I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but something that really stuck with me is um, I've seen bumper stickers that say, you know, I'm pro life in that stupid fake uh, that stupid the fake life French. thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm the pro life. Yeah. 
And like right next to that bumper sticker will be like, save Louisiana's coast. Right. And I'm like, this person is a conservative value uh, environment. Incoherent. Like it's, so, it's, it's actually quite incoherent. It's incoherent, but at the same time, it shouldn't matter. That person should be voting. That should be that should, person should be voting left. Mm-hmm. That's because nobody has reached them and talked to them. And I've always said this: like if I was to run, like I could run for governor in this. In this, if I was, to, I could do run it. for governor in the state. And the way I would do it is, I would I would say all the things that are going to be used against me. I would say, look, I'm black. I'm a transplant. I'm not from here. I don't know your culture. I'm not here to tell you what to do. What I'm here to do is listen. I want to hear your stories and I want to make your life better. All that other stuff, almost like kind of like a like John Bell Edwards kind of has that same vibe, but I would just be more um I would I would just be more blatant about it. Mm-hmm. I would be more I would be more intentional and just be like, "Look, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. You actually do. You already know how to live here. You've lived here through hurricanes, you've lived here through like there's there's places on the coast that are never coming back. You guys know what to do. Tell me as as the state official what you need, mm-hmm. and I will leave you alone. Do you think and that that kind of a campaign is viable? Yes, absolutely. Because uh-huh. people people in general want to have their stories. They want to have somebody listen to their. Not even outside of campaign. Like I know we're, we're like both married, but like there was a like mm-hmm. there was a time a million years ago when both I was the wife guys with actual girls. And what turned the corner for me was being like, hey, I'm a suave, like, ladies' man, was to go on a date with a stranger and to shut the fuck up <laughs> and to stop talking. Because <laughs> if you just stop talking and let that person tell your, tell their story to you, you will, like, ingratiate yourself to that person. Mm-hmm. Like, that person will look at you in a very in a very positive light instead of trying to just, like, impose your will on, on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, like, a lot of people who are unreachable and fuck them, like drive mm-hmm. them into the sea into the ocean but there are a lot of people that's a very small minority of people that yeah, live in who are just not that they just never had anybody talk to them mm-hmm. you know they, they and i think if you do that it's very viable like it's very viable in reaching these people so that's why i'm like cajun navy like you said is it good or bad like the only thing that we need to know from it is like we need to let these people be aware of like how like all the time these people say, I don't need the government. I don't need the government. I just had this conversation with my mom. And I'm like, so you're like an anarchist. Like, you don't need the government. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm an anarchist? Well, like, no. I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm not fucking with you. I'm like, this is the definition of anarchy. Like, when you sit here and you listen to the, you listen to Fox News, or you listen to Trump talk about violent anarchists, here's the definition of the word. When you're saying, like, I just need the government to, like, leave me alone and I can, like, do things without the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and I will do things as like a collective community. That is anarchy. So I got a question on that point um, specifically because there is a history of like when it comes to anarchist and anarchism, and like there's there's multiple different traditions that exist, right? Mm. And one of the things that you know, rightly or wrongly, I'm not trying to like cast judgment at least not in, especially not as, in, as I'm introducing this idea but like um, there's like the idea of like the, the image rather of like the bomb throwing anarchist from like the, the, the red right. scare period right and to some extent and even though that that's a you know quite marginal position historically speaking of the like people who are like reading from the anarchist cookbook which would you know have bomb instructions or whatever 
um, like associated, becoming associated with that kind of a label has all has kind of become, you know, sort of like politically toxic. And, and I mean, that happened all the way through the red scale or all the way through the eighties. And like one of the things that I think about, I'm not like suggesting, um, that language, like language, like, like the way we talk about these things, at least as we approach it, what I am suggesting is like, how should we engage with those kinds of realities and in, in those specific terms that have meanings to people that aren't necessarily the same meanings that we would have? That's if a tough question. To them, yeah. But honestly, I mean, it's that simple. Like if you're, if you're a government official, you just, again, mm-hmm. you just say, what do you need from mm-hmm. me? Like, what is going to make your life better? But the thing is, like, our government's so far from that. As oh, yeah. As far as, like, like, actual, like, government officials just going, like, you know, I I don't know people's hearts, but I imagine there's not too many, like, city, state, and federal elected officials who wake up in the morning, yawn, scratch their balls, and say, how can I make people's lives better today? <laughs> and, like, man... Or whose lives did I actually like? I I or, assume I'm gonna assume by the actions I've seen my whole life that doesn't happen. Or even if they do, if they do do that, they're doing a very bad job of it. <laughs> right, which makes then you're too incompetent to do the job, and you've got to go too. So so like regardless of what's in their heart of hearts, they're they're, they're the the effect of, of our our you know political and, and economic system is not benefiting most people for the. I mean, for the in a in a broad sense, and that's existing with you know COVID, you know, especially with this forced people back to school situation, which I'm currently dealing with, and many 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 educators and parents and kids are dealing with as well, and then also, um, with the situation like what just happened in Lafayette, Louisiana, with the murder of uh, Trayford uh, Trayford Pellerin, uh, who was shot. 10 times in the bank by police for having a knife. And then also a, a fella, uh, I can't remember his name, in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Right? Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, man, I'm just so tired. I can't think of his name right Jacob now. Blake. Yeah, but... Jacob Blake. Thank I you. beg your pardon. Thank you so much, Scott. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, it's... And then, man, I, dude, I, I can get on one about this, too. Because... Like, there have been riots in the streets, you know, protests that were not exactly the most peaceful that are a response to violence, specifically not not so much in Lafayette, but in um, in Wisconsin, Um, you know, people destroying property more so than than uh, which actually isn't violence. Um, I would say, you know, violence happens to people, not the property, you know, Um, Go ahead. Even Go though, ahead. like, like you can, you know, debate the the effic- efficacy of, of yeah, destroying property or whatever, but like, um, the moral assignations that you're going to make to that, I am not very interested in condemning somebody morally for those kinds of things. You know what right. I mean? How? And at the same time, um, like there has been, like, literally, like militias showing up in Wisconsin and shooting. Yeah, protesters. I just watched a man die. That was awesome. Yeah. It was an awesome way to start my day. Oh, you uh, watched that? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Turns your it. stomach, you know? It's just absolutely disgusting. And then, yeah. and then, and then high-profile media fig- figures in the U.S. 
And people at the RNC, which is happening tonight, are cheering that on. So when they, they, they're talking about law and order or whatever, they just mean, like, like very specifically, like, they want the rights of, like, property to be upheld through violence, whether or not the state's doing it. Of course. I mean, I mean, to, to quote Dennis Green of the, I think he was coaching the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they are who we thought they were. Like that's what it is. Um, Hello. Yeah, I, yeah, I can still hear. You. Hello. Can you hear me? We are who we thought they were. I'm yeah. Oh, about, yeah. Oh. I was doing I, the Herm oh, Edwards. You're me- oh, you're memeing. You're memeing. Yeah. Okay. I think um, I think yeah. I was doing the Herm Edwards thing though. The play you play to win the game one, which was which is another you classic. You play to win the game. Thanks, but man. you're exactly right though. Uh, that is, we are what they thought we thought they were, and that's always the case with these like, you know, libertarian quote unquote types, right? Like, man, when it comes to when it comes to like cops cracking down or like shooting, you know, black folks in the streets or whatever, they're all like, well, that's just what happens. Um, But then when it comes to like a a maniac shooting protesters in the streets, then it's sort of like, well, we'll defend that because it's a Second Amendment thing. They always have to like work around to get there to defend the thing that they the, the, the bad thing. I mean, that's well, that's go like, ahead. that's boiling it down to what it is. Like, what they want is to not be able to follow the rules while making everybody like follow the rules in the harshest manner. Right. Like that's all they want. They say they want the rules to be upheld. Yeah, the rules are just a tool. They just want to inflict like damage on other people. Well, it puts everything into focus, doesn't it? It's like, as lefties, we always knew this was the case. We always knew that cops and Klan were cane in hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can, like, try to change that reality. Like, you can be like me and, like, go into law enforcement mm-hmm. and be like, you know what, I'm going to be the one. And you're like, oh, I'm not because they weren't lying. It is systemic. And the whole thing is just, like, corrupt. So let mm-hmm. me get the fuck. Or you could just be like the right wing and like, yeah, like no shit. The cops are, are, are there to protect us and not and not anybody who disagrees with us. Um, and the only people who are like shocked are like always moderates. Yeah. Yeah, they're, that's they're, true. They're just so their their minds are just broken. Like, they're, how could this be there? They, for the least the past four years and for much longer, really. But it's been really, um, really amplified probably since. Like the the twenty you know fifteen sixteen Trump campaign started it was just like like their job is to just like publicly and conspicuously clutch pearls you know just be like I cannot believe these things are happening in my America right no a hundred percent um it's yeah it's almost like we you know we it, it says a lot that what is it now so. That um that kid kill that killed that kid killed people in Wisconsin two days ago. Seventeen years old, huh? And we felt as that piece of shit that that piece of shit murdered people on the street with the assistance of the um the Wisconsin like the Kenosha right? Yeah. The Kenosha Police Department two days ago, oh, four, more than forty eight hours ago now, and we as a leftist podcast, I felt no need to be like Jeff Scott. We've got to do an emergency podcast. Yeah. We've got to talk about this. It's more of the same. I was like, no fucking shit. Mm-hmm. It keeps happening. This is not surprising at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to know, like, if anybody out there listens to Pod Save America and like bullshit like that, can you please like tell us what's going on in that world? Because I I don't listen to that. I'd love to know, like, 
Mark Marin and shit have to say about this because their their minds are probably like I don't. It's probably they're probably having like a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. You know, this is can't they can't comprehend like how this how this could be. The most recent episode of Pod Save America is called Kenosha versus Convention. I'm gonna have to listen to that shit. Tomorrow. <laughs> the protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the police shooting of Jacob Blake, provided the backdrop to a Republican national convention where the party tries its hardest to stoke division and deny reality. <clears throat> so, I, so hold on. I did watch like one the first night, Monday night of the RNC and a whole like the like I watched watch a couple it. of nights of the DNC and it was yeah. fucking lame and boring. But good lord. Cringe. Like the, the RNC the DNC was very cringe. But like the, the the RNC is basically just like fucking every speech is a patent speech and like like marshalling See, the truth. But this goes back to what I, I got on you for, I mm-hmm. believe it was like a week ago. Where you were just like that, Joe Biden, huh? He's so hilarious. I'm like, no, he's fucking cringe. No, it, I'm like, Trump cringe. is funny because we could say like, yeah, I watched a little bit of like the clips of that DNC shit. Is the DNC was cringe as fuck. Mm-hmm. The only thing I thought was cool was the thing that everybody's like, we should just do this all the time. Is like the like, let's go to like the four or five people at like a landmark in your in your state and have yeah. you like read out the vote tallies and shit. That was even kind of like, cringe though too. No, I like that. It felt like it felt like I was watching like, I, I felt like I was watching like like Mass Effect the movie or something. Like, <laughs> like all, all what do you mean by like, that? Uh, like all the like like let's go live to all these different like governments like different planets. It almost felt like different planets, mm-hmm. which is very much mm-hmm. like the like the United States. Like because I, I don't want to go into too much of a tangent. I think we really forget how diverse the United States is. Yeah, like as totally. far as like topography. And, it's like, a people. huge country. It's just, like all these like weird little quirky things. Like, like it's cool. Or like on, on one of the states where, <sighs> um, and I know it's 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 ID poll or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also it's it's very cool that like Native Americans got to like read read off the vote tally in one of the states where like those people would not get they would not get speaking time at like a convention. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's kind of cool. And I, it might be because I like, it just felt like it's a small world after all. And, and like, <laughs> so, 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 to push, maybe like push, push back on that. Not necessarily like the fact that I'm like, like against the idea of representation or whatever. Right. Um, like, look, we, we've, we've talked about this quite a bit. We've, and, and Angie Speaks was another person that was really great to talk about this with. Um, and we talked a little bit about this with, um, with Ben, on our show the other day, but like the idea of that kind of representation being deployed in the service of a status quo that serves no one but the ruling class, you know, that's sort of a, a, an issue. Uh, wouldn't you think? Yeah, of course. I'm just talking about from an optics. I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about oh, it's good any, propaganda. Yeah, it's good propaganda. Yeah. Anything okay. sensitive. Have you ever been to, um, have you ever been out of the country? Well, I'll tell you yeah. a story. Like, um, I was out of the country and I had I got food poisoning, and so I came like my flight in. I was like so sick and like puking all over, and I just made it off the plane. And I'm going through customs, and the United States like "Welcome to America" video was like playing in like you know on a loop in Dallas, mm-hmm. and it's the most like when you're like I felt like I, I felt like. Christopher Columbus or something because I was just like <laughs> you felt like dying. a mass murderer. 
No, I'm just like <laughs> dying, crawling through like customs, and oh, I'm just okay. like, oh my god, I made it. And the the Welcome to America video is like the most beautiful thing ever because it's like all this really good propaganda. It starts out with New Orleans, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, it actually starts out. It's so funky because if you were to like come into this country from somewhere else, like you weren't you weren't a citizen here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll tell you, it's weirder than that. It's weirder than that. It's weirder than that. So if you were if you were to come in from like I don't know anywhere and not be a citizen here and not. Shit, if you were to come in from like, I don't know, the Midwest and watch that thing, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Like the first scene, it's like, welcome to America. It's the old artist guy with the top hat who wears like the the, the lizard glasses down in the quarter. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't know who you're talking about. You see him on all the city shit. I have probably seen him. I just don't know. I, like, he like has a cane. He he sells like he sells his art down. Not oh not yeah yeah yeah. That guy. And he's, he wears like the funky like glasses, and he's just like mm -hmm. welcome to America. And he's like the fuck. And it's like all out of the like out of context things. Mm -hmm. Like think about like you're coming from, I don't know, you're coming from Iceland, right? And like one of the first images you see when you hit this country, you're going through customs is a Mardi Gras Indian. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that is crazy. Like, like all these things out of context that make no sense. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, yeah, New Orleans is like very prominent in that video. But my point is, it's just like, yeah, it's just really good propaganda. And there are yeah. a lot of things in this country that like triggered me. Like when I was, I watched the whole, the DNC were like, yeah, we want to give, you know, 30 votes to Bernie and 65 to Joe Biden. I was like, I should visit Wyoming. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? You're right, though. Like, well, Wyoming's probably lovely. Yeah. I've never been, but I mean that's the good part about it. I hear the sky up there is very big. Hey, don't don't claim that on air. We can't. We don't want to get sued. Yeah, w w actually, Wyoming is bad. Yeah, Wyoming is all racist. We don't want to put any. We don't want to put any like. I don't. We, we actually don't endorse Wyoming on this yeah, program. I, I'm not comfortable with that. But to go back to my original point, so besides that, like the Democratic the the Democratic convention was cringy as shit. Cringy as fuck. Now, now we can talk about the clips I've seen of the RNC. We can talk about the RNC being evil, racist, uh, all these different, like dumb, uneducated, all these different mm -hmm. shit. We can't call them as cringe. It wasn't cringe. Like it was people on the assault, like on the attack. Be like, we have to, we have to defeat the Mongol hordes and that shit. Yeah, see, that works for people. See, it works, and that's that's why I was talking about where it's just like. I, I the the further this goes along, I'm not feeling. I don't care what the numbers say. I'm not feeling good about this election. I honestly, I'm gonna play my flag. I I think Trump's gonna win. Damn. I, I mean, like, I hope you're wrong. And like, I have actually gone from like grill pill to like, uh, if my union if my union asks me to like go like knock doors or whatever or like plant some signs, I'm probably gonna end up doing it. But like, I'm getting a little nervous. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you're not going to have to do that. I mean, we live in Louisiana. You're not uh, going to Buddy. But, <laughs> I, I, might, mean, I might still do it anyway. Just, just that, and that might just be for my own fucking horrible like validation. And then when I fail, I can just fucking, like, I don't know, jump into the river or something. I'm just tired of all the, I'm just tired of all these people. And I, I know we're going to talk about the NBA because it's been my, I've been on, I've been yeah. like in tears thinking about this NBA strike, like happy tears. And now I'm like. Oh, not a boycott. 
it's yeah, it's a boycott. Wink, wink, uh-huh. wink, wink. Not, not say no more. Newspeak. But um, I'm so sick of people telling people that they need to go vote. And it's like you know Hillary Clinton, like, yeah. had, like she won the. She won the, the, the popular vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm so tired of this fucking go vote shit. She like, even told people to Pokemon go to the polls. Right. I think they actually said that. I think somebody said that on... Um, <clears throat> I think somebody said that on uh, either ESPN or like the NBA news desk. Oh my God. It's like, they were like, yeah, voting's great, but you know like Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. That's right? so cringe. Like, oh, uh, that's hilarious though. That is funny. What's the Pokemon go to the polls for this year? What like What's the... I was gonna think of like dabbing, but that's like a year or two years ago. Like, yeah. it has to be something Biden's doing to be cringe. No, something like. Yeah, so Biden isn't. So, so okay, here is a thing that is worth considering: is that Biden isn't as cringe as Hillary Clinton was. No, he's not. She was just like everything is cringe. Yeah, she cringe, was super cringe, easy cringe. to hate. Yeah. Got some hot sauce in my bag. <laughs> just so much cringe. Like, I think people don't realize just how aggressively cringe 2016 was. Uh, man, I don't want to go back. Like, it's worse now, but we can't go back because then we'll have to live all these three years again. <laughs> yeah, fuck that time machine. If I, like, if I got sent four years back in time, I'd jump in front of a train. Yeah. Make sure it's right before the, the you know, the nine ten yeah. <laughs> passing yeah. through New Orleans. Boys, it's always been bad. Yeah, that's true. Like, even during the Obama years. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, but I, I think that that there was a big difference in terms of like the ability to see the the starkness uh, and relief of it. You know what I mean? Look, right. like look. the lines were a bit more clear. Look. Like, Obama uh, was great at obscuring all this stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Y'all it saw... felt more hopeful with Obama, for sure. Like, even if Biden wins, it's like, and as long, the only thing I'm hopeful about is, like, labor action mm. and pressure in the streets. 100%. What did Biden, you guys got? Look, Biden, la- y'all, y'all saw the last dance. They, they, they always kept talking about the one thing Michael Jordan that made him really special was that he was present in the moment. He wasn't worried about making, missing the shots he hasn't taken yet. He was in the moment. That's from, from all. That's from the last dance. That's all the wisdom I have to impart. You have to be where you're at. You can't be trying to be in the future, and you can't be trying to be in the past. You where you're at. No, that's what's where you're at. Yeah. Presence of mind. Very deep. Jordan also was an admitted asshole too. So. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, so am I. Like, oh, I hate Michael Jordan, but you know he's a good ball player. I think re- I think personally he's very regrettable. He's got a lot of fucking got a lot of skeletons in his closet. I'm he's sure. not that bad. He was just come on. Now. He's I mean I mean like he's look, just a he's just an egomaniac. Yeah, it's just a court general. That's all. I mean, he was just like a guy who is as good at basketball as he was at like well manicuring his own image and like making a lot of money on, on stuff like that. You know. Well, so 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 I think the thing also primarily that fueled Jordan and it really kind of came out. And and this can be sort of like in uh, juxtaposition with the strike, which I think we can sort of segue into. But like Jordan was very much fueled by a fuck you at like at fuck you. It's me attitude. The very, very alpha. You know what I mean? And like in guys that are involved in the, the NBA strike that's taking place right now are actually a lot more like 
like like organizer types. You know, they don't they don't look at the alpha. Like there's got to be one alpha in this whole sort of situation, even though there are leaders. Um, we'll see think- though. We'll see about that because I think like LeBron James is. I mean, we're kind of circling around, but I think LeBron James is pissed off that he didn't he didn't get to spearhead this. Just sort of the things I can put together mm-hmm. from like reading online. But right. um, so, so explain what's going on just in general. All right, cool. So uh, the other day, uh, one of my pastimes is I like to uh, I like to watch the the basketball. It's good and, sport, um, great sport, top level sport. S tier basketball being on during the during the day for in in the NBA bubble at Disney World has really been a boon to my work life. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I'm happy that that's existing. Keeps mm-hmm. so I'm like getting I'm getting ready to watch the game at work, and then all of a sudden the um, the the Magic have come out for um, warm ups, but the Milwaukee Bucks have not. Uh, the referees go to the back and be like, hey, boys, uh, y'all want to play some basketball? And they're like, uh, we're not playing any basketball. <laughs> and I say, hey, I guess there'd be no basketball today. Uh, they forfeit. The Magic aren't going to take They said, well, we're not going to win the game like that because they were up 3-0. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks were. Pretty cool. Oh, okay. And um, they're like, we're going to have to take a win like that. Uh, so we're not playing either. Um, the rest of the guys on the, the, the night games get wind of this and they said, well, we're definitely not going to play. We're going to stand in solidarity. And I sat at my desk at work and I cried baby tears because I was like, this is, I was like, the revolution has finally come. Why did they, why did they decide not to uh, play? Well, because, um, you got shot in the cops by the cops seven times. Mm -hmm. Kenosha is in, uh, the same city. It's in Wisconsin. Yeah. Just like Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And also, walked off no, so, so, yeah, so the the, the Bucks, the Milwaukee team in Wisconsin. You got you were saying the Brew Crew, the, <laughs> the good old Brewers. Fear the deer. Yeah, uh, they 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 decided not to show up for a baseball game as well. That happened too. Uh, also, the MLS Major League Soccer did it as well. Uh, WNBA, don't forget them ladies. Yeah, who yeah. have been treated oh, like who have been treated like absolute garbage during like, their their season restart. We not, need to talk about that. On I mean, they've been boycotting for like also, three years. Like, and also, like the the WNBA players had also like worn shirts that had like. It was almost like it was squibs that had gone off on their shirt. Yeah, you know, like they had like like bullet wounds like seven, drawn on the back of their shirts. The seven seven of them for the uh, can we, for Mr. Blake. Can we can we do a segue real quick? Because I feel like yeah. I'm gonna get fucking do pissed it. off and do I forget it. about it. Go off, Is King. That, okay, so everybody knows about the NBA strike. I hope it continues fucking forever. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get back into that. <laughs> what I really want to talk about for right now is just I want to get five minutes and talk about the um, the WNBA and their restart. Which is absolute hot garbage. I don't know anything about it. Okay, so this is very, this is like little known, like unless you're like a complete basketball nerd, like it's it, the media. I think uh, one day picked up on it. So and everybody knows that like the WNBA, I mean the NBA is staying at the Walt Disney World Resort. So they've got them all spread out. They're at the Contemporary. Everything goes back to Disney with them. Yeah, they've got them. They've got them at the Contemporary. They've got them at the. Um, and they got a bubble. The the Swan and Dolphin. The one of the resorts. Oh, those that. aren't even Disney resorts. Those are like independent, right? Unless well, Disney bought them. No, no, they're on. Yeah, yeah. There's some. The contemporary obviously is. That's the one where the monorail goes through. The mm-hmm. Swan and Dolphin is. Um, I know that some of them are at like. I think it's a Waldorf Astoria, and it's on Disney property, but it's not owned by Disney. That's um, the least important then, part, anyway. Yeah, but anyway, they're all all like the 
the high end hotels, the Polynesian, mm-hmm. um, all the high end hotels. So cool. They should. They're they're modern day gladiators. They should be living it up if they're gonna have to go out here and be in this bubble and away from their family. They should have everything. There was an ESPN slash Disney is gonna put them up. They should get the best of what they're offered. Now, WNBA. They have them poor women stand at some shitty junior college in like the middle of the state. I mean, it's like you wouldn't send you wouldn't send your dog to like over there. There's like bed bugs like brown water coming out of the taps. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've been moved or not. I haven't been up on this, but they made like a huge stink about it. Um, one of the women, uh, she has uh, immunodeficiency disorder uh, of some type, uh, some kind of disease. She says, hey, I can't be around this coronavirus shit. I'm going to stay home. Whatever, like, fine. They, she doesn't get paid out for the rest of the year, which those women aren't making a ton of money to begin with. And I, and I understand, like, okay, so it's the WNBA. It's not the NBA. It's not rolling in, you know, it's not zillion-dollar TV contracts every week. That's fine. I get that. Maybe if they're – you're not going to put them up at the Polynesian. I understand that. You could put them up at the damn Art of Animation Resort. You could put them up at, like, All-Star. These are just, like, the lower end. Like, and Disney – Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like- these are, like, the LaQuintas of, like – the, uh, of Disney World. And many of the like, same owners like, of the NBA teams also own WNBA teams as it's well. So like even in a, in a question of economy of scale, like it would make sense. It would probably end up being cheaper to like have them go in, and I'm not even saying this right um, because I mean I think that they should, <laughs> they should be at the contemporary too. The uh, WNBA players, right? That's that's my view on it. For sure. Like, I mean, if you want to say in like a yeah. perfect world, but yeah, 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 I yeah. yeah no, no, I understand no, no. the argument but, but, of like they're not bringing in the same amount but, of revenue. But my, my my my, but that that that's I'm taking that and putting it aside for a moment, right? right? And that's not what I'm I'm getting at in here, even though that's something I believe. Um, the point I'm I'm I sort of like want to make here <laughs> is that it would actually potentially be cheaper to do like one. Big because we said that there's crossover between ownership of WNBA and NBA teams uh, to do like one big like a like large um like 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 purchase or whatever the hell to of one thing for all of it it would probably end up being cheaper than going to this or that junior college but but one of the things that you can see in this like okay you get the the Disney thing. And y'all go to this shitty like corner or, or whatever uh, is a very clear message being sent in in the sense that like we value you less. Absolutely. Um, and and it could be for it could be for you know purely either economic reasons because the WNBA doesn't do as well as the NBA, or it could be for purely sexist reasons, or it could be for whatever other reasons as well. Um, but 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 that's a that's a very clear message that's being sent. And um, I think it's <laughs> they have every right to be fucking pissed off, and and, and they should. That's so so terrible. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's just it's so terrible. It just really made me so angry because mm-hmm. just like they, I mean, if you're supposed to be like an NBA player, you're supposed to be like in the NBA family, like whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. like you should be treated as such. Like you can't have you can't have you can't have these women out here like risking their lives for entertainment and then having them in squalor. Like again, like the things that Rome did correctly, like they treated their gladiators like as first class citizens. Like we shouldn't be treating our gladiators like that. 
if you're gonna have one set of gladiators, you're gonna treat them like, you know, like gods on earth, and then this other people, you're just gonna like have them in like squalor. It's it's oh. I'll say that that the system that existed, you know, five thousand years ago, uh, was not even comparable. At least not in the well. It's just like exhibit so, so, one million. So, I, guess, I feel like we're regressing as a society. I would say like the underlying ideologies, and maybe I'm like off on this, but like the underlying assumptions and ideologies and bases by which, <coughs> um, like those kinds of decisions get made. Like like we like to pretend that we've like evolved from this perspective of like we don't exploit people in these same ways or whatever, and a lot more equalitarian, and there are probably measurable ways that that's true. Um, however, like there's there are just some things that are as true, like like just as true as that have ever been. But like I don't know, I, uh, the, the there's like 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 questions of marketability come in now and um, centralization around a state, uh, which didn't exist because it was a lot more direct a thousand years ago, and there was no sort of like anti like I don't know. I'm kind of like getting getting on my bullshit. I know. Though. I mean, at the end of the day, you could pay for the. the I mean, yeah, we're kind of yeah. getting in the weeds, but like at the end of the day, the NBA and its ownership and and ESPN slash Disney because it's all the same damn company. Correct. Um, who's worried about the TV rights? Could pay for those women to stay at a damn. The mouse owns it all. A Marriott. I mean, they would. They don't even have to be in the bubble. Like mm-hmm. you can you can you can book them out. Orlando is a city that has a zillion hotels. That would love their business, and they can put them in a Marriott. They don't have to stay in like a dorm that hasn't been I mean, renovated. And, and that's assuming also like like it's disgusting. Again, this whole thing also assumes, and I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like keep doing this because I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But like, also, why are we doing basketball? Why are we doing baseball? Why are we doing course, sports at all? But I mean, like, if we're going to be doing them, like, why are you going to have these ridiculous disparities in the way that you do them? This- well, I think that's the whole that's that's going back to the strike to segue back is that's what the players. That's what a lot of the players are saying or why. Like, literally, um, one of the players said, well, we should never even came here. Yeah, that's yeah. that's I think I see. I think that's the best argument. Yeah, like like that, that's the argument I'm trying to keep going with. Uh, with with education and, and like like um like going back to school and the uh, framing of all of this and I think that this falls into line with the um you know the murders of these people by police specifically mm-hmm. but essentially that there's this societal devaluation of life specifically like lower you know lower lower socioeconomic and I mean let's be straight up honest but i mean there's a very racist dynamic at play like straight up as well by police and by the structures of our society and that's how like and 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 and, like i in a lot of ways i take um uh positions that would be viewed by some people and and i don't like necessarily buy into this framework but like as like class reductionist or whatever but like the way that that is expressed like or the way that like race is utilized in that framework is that it is a lever to create um, uh, inequalities amongst working people to justify the inequality, the socioeconomic inequalities that exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So I don't know. Does. I don't know. Um, the, uh, but the players, like, I, I literally talk, just to go back to the strike, like, I cried tears of joy because I first thought of my head is it's finally happening. And I know it sounds dumb, like, with all the things, the people out here are getting murdered in the street by uh, white supremacists. You know, cops are black bagging people. Like, but you know, who cares if these guys don't want to play basketball for a night? But in a capitalist society that runs, you know, and this is the only thing that matters. I mean, that's how people is, act like towards basketball players. They don't act like they have worked hard for the skill or trained their entire lives and like absolutely. sacrificed for it. They act like they're privileged. They act like, oh, aren't you privileged to be uh, an NBA player and live in this life of luxury, not knowing like even the very intricate details that go into actually being an athlete where people take like big percents of your money and like negotiate your contracts for you and like money men will just like rip you off and like mm -hmm. it's encouraged by like the nfl in certain ways or it's just like it, a blind eye is given like people don't act like like athletes are workers they act like they mm -hmm. are like people that were born with a big present and it had a, an ability in there and they could just apply that ability and be on easy street yeah, and, and again, like like they're not they're not workers that are like starving or dying or at the at the. I mean, the, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. The minor league baseball players, they don't. They absolutely they don't make are nothing. They need yeah. to unionize because they are basically supplementing the incomes of these owners who are just purchasing minor league baseball teams and getting paid nothing back for it. They're like, this is your chance. Yeah, you that's gotta, capitalism, baby. Look, look, we don't have a dental plan, but we got free bootstraps, baby. Yeah, well, I guess my point is that, like, specifically in the NBA, they're not like, and I'm not saying that this is not their, you know, positioning, but it's always worth keeping in the forefront of our mind that, that, that they are, at least in comparison to other workers, and it's not to invalidate what they're doing, um, for sure, they're paid significantly better, and they have the ability to walk away without having to, like, consider missing a meal. I mean... You ever hear about people always eulogizing about the old days of football when they would just like crush each other, yeah. big hits, and like bone yeah, back when you used to actually almost kill people. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Bone that's shattering, good. and then they'd have to go work in a factory. They're like, man, what happened to those glory days? And it's like, well, the players' unions like were formed, and they like they got not even like a fraction of what they were worth, like mm -hmm. as opposed to like the money that was going out to the owners. Correct. Like they didn't. They didn't like become babies. What they did was they they like got together and were like, we need to get paid a good amount of money for this thing that is like taking a toll out of our bodies and makes a fucking yeah. like a, a king's ransom in the process. Yeah, and like, you think the salary cap is like anything to these owners? That like might equal like concessions of a year. No, it's a negotiating position for them. Yeah. The, and that's what these owners do. All they do, they're leeches. Like they just want to suck money out of the community. They have to buy a new stadium. Oh, we don't, we don't make enough money. We need to, we need to get all these subsidies. Give us nine hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. We'll build a we'll build a stadium. And the city's got to be like, oh, well, yeah. I guess we're just gonna got to short all this other stuff. Like I guess the streets ain't gonna get uh, paved over this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's sorry, very, Franklin Avenue. It's very it's very interesting how often billionaires turn their pockets out and cry poverty. 
It's so shocking, actually. I mean, t- no, that's absolutely right. The city of Cincinnati is being held hostage. I mean, there's uh, by the Cincinnati Bengals, where Joe Burrow just went to, got drafted by for a new stadium. Uh, they've got. They, you should watch the John Oliver about mm-hmm. about this. Um, mm-hmm. The last week tonight, the um, Mike Brown, the owner of the Bengals, has the city so bent over. They have. He has them as saying, "You have to give me money for technologies that don't even exist yet." So if like <laughs> if there's like a virtual reality scoreboard or something, you have to give me the money to so- buy it. So like it's the, unbelievable. the city of Cincinnati is probably like trying to buy new, uh, buy new like brake li- uh, traffic lights and stuff, and they're like, uh, "Hey man, you got to give us an R and D department for our school board." Yeah, that's how it works. It's so <clears throat> it's so gross, but I, I mean, to my point is that the, with the players right now, uh, the NBA, by saying that, look, okay, by by saying like, look, we're willing to risk whatever the consequences are by not playing this game, it sends a, it should theoretically send a message to yes. the rest of labor saying that like, Oh, we can do this and we have the minimum amount to, to lose because yeah, we might lose. Like none of us are going to be destitute mm-hmm. if we have, if like the NBA sues us or anything like that, like we're not going to like have repercussions where we can't feed our children. But for in order, in order for like ham and eggers, like us to be able to, to to organize labor guys who have like pretty much realistically nothing to lose they have to be able to mm-hmm. to to do it first and, and we need to be, like, well i don't know if it's necessarily I mean, in order of operations but is a possible like a, a, pre, a path forward it's potentially a path forward i don't think it's the only way that things can happen if that makes sense I mean, but i think it's a good development everybody what, says and the go like my other thing to to defend them is like all i heard oh, yesterday was i'm not by the way i'm i'm like not not defending them no no i know what you're saying mm-hmm. I, I mean i get what you're saying but everybody said, well, what's the plan? Like, you got to have a plan. You got to move forward. You got to have a plan. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't have to have oh, a plan. No, I think you do. You but work, I mean, like, work, but, but, no, but you but, work out the plan later. You act now and you say, we're done with this shit. Like, we don't know. Well, what, what do you yeah. think this is going to accomplish? I don't know yet. So I, I don't know. We'll figure that out. So, 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 so here's the other thing with that, too, real quick. And like, like when they're when, when somebody who's not involved with it is like shouting, like, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? How the hell do you know? That they don't have a plan, one. And if that plan was public, don't you think that the enemy, the owners, would work against that plan if they knew anything? Why right. would you put make that information available? Scott, you got something? Whoa, uh, yeah, I kind of got lost track. I was looking at your bookshelf. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Uh, see anything good on there? Yeah, but I might read that Lord of the Rings you got. I never actually read it before, but... Uh, I mean, that's just what every big company does. Every like big company that's got a monopoly, like once they get a monopoly, like people are like, "Hey, we like, there's no comp- competition now. Uh, can we like get some raises? Since we're like the top of the like top of the uh, like top of our industry or whatever." Mm-hmm. And they're just like, "Oh man, you don't even know, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it, we're barely even keeping the lights on. Yeah. Like, competition was keeping us lively and all. Like, why don't you show? Why don't you open up the books and show us those numbers? And maybe we can uh, work something out. 
I mean, maybe we like, can ask for something reasonable. Oh no, no, we would never do that. And then, and like, it'll be something like it'll be like, uh, oh man, we're barely even keeping the lights on. Uh, yeah, we we need this place. Like, they'd never shut this place down. But then, like, if they'd be like, hey, we're thinking about starting a union, be like, if anybody even mentions the union, we got to shut this whole branch down. Like, yeah. like they just, that's just, they just threaten to take away your jobs. And then when you just do what they want, they take away your jobs anyway. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's almost like they they like, want if you to take away the, the objective is to make you redundant. minimize. No, 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 no. It's not even a spiteful thing. No. Like they don't they don't even respect you enough to hate you. Like like capitalists, they don't respect you enough to hate you. They see you. They see workers as a of essentially an in like a like a like a like a front end cost, right? And they want to keep that front end cost as low as possible like this is literally the logic of it right and then on the other side they want to get as much out of it as possible and everything else every other thing is just like something that needs to be navigated through processes that's it that's literally what it is put in the least amount get out the most amount put put the smallest number in the magic the magic machine and then get the biggest number out. I that's mean, really literally what it is. That's what a company is. A company yes. is just like some the owner trying to rook the workers out of their money so they could put their money in a bank account mm-hmm. and like just live off the dividends or whatever. And say, like, look at that. Look at what a genius I am. Yeah. Look at how hard I work. That doesn't apply to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it applies to like every other, you know, mm-hmm. basically every other um, labor force. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't apply because Luckily, like these players are such indispensable labor, they are literally irreplaceable. Very specialized. And I mean, they're they irreplaceable until now, like they need to trade they, you for a draft pick or something. Well, no, they no, are no, no, now, no, 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 no. Like, like, no. like, like, marketizable. Like, like, if you don't have like a watchable basketball, yeah, then then basketball's got no value. I right. mean, they can't. Does, basketball will never be football, and that they just suck all the fun out of it. Like, basketball is all about the cool. It's about shit. personality. But that's but see, that's hard fought though. That's hard fought through labor. Yeah, La- the 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 players have fought to make it like that and to make it not the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you guys remember when we football? were kids, no, like you're saying, like the the NFL is like the no fun league and this and that. That's because the players have let the the league run all over them. Oh yeah, they haven't, oh, they yeah. haven't oh, yeah. exercised their power as workers to where the opposite side football the players NBA get fucked more. Has set their power as, yeah, the NBA players have set their power as workers. Once it got out, that guy who owned the Clippers, that racist guy who was also like a weirdo, who mm-hmm. like owned Donald the Clippers, Sterling. like yeah. Once it got out, where LeBron James, even the the whisper of LeBron James saying, "Hey, how about we not play for a week." Mm-hmm. Once that even like got to the head office, that like it was something even like thought of in a dream, they got that motherfucker out of there. I mean, because they were like, nope, can't do this. See, the thing, and they've made it into a league, the players' unions, the players' union, and the players recognizing their own labor power have, have turned that league into a league where they can put Black Lives Matter on the court, where they can come out and put slogans on there. They have recognized their power as workers, and this is just now an extension of I that. Mean, and that extension needs to continue I mean, to where they almost, understand shit doesn't move without them. I mean, it's almost like the psychology of like how the sports are even different. Like, I watched that uh, uh, ESPN 30 for 30 called Broke, and it's like, uh, who are the biggest like show-offs in a club or whatever? And they were like, it's football players because 
they like you don't know a football player's face until you see him like on a commercial or like doing and an interview. Like you're just a guy with a helmet on and you have a name on your jersey and you got a number. But like basketball players, like you if you see a basketball player in the street, you'll know. Like you'd be like, I know this guy, he plays like he's like he's up and down the court every night. Like oh, wow. but like it's almost even that way with staffing in that they were like in football, they will just like follow you in and out and like just if you're not if you're not like up to snuff anymore they just like wash you out and like you're just like out of the league or you got to play canadian football or something like that you know like yeah, that makes total sense i would 100 percent if they were like hey you want to go be in the nfl or do you want to be in the nba i'd be like i'll be in the nba because like they have a better union and like like even if you're just like a role player or coming off the bench like you're doing a little bit better like uh i mean they have a lot more games but you're not getting absolutely just like your bones clattered Sorry, every night yeah. you know yeah absolutely like I'm oh, sure, yeah. like I'm sure, like an old NBA player is like all dinged up and like not like as mobile as they used to be. But like, yeah, your hips might be fucked up. You might your knees will be fucked up. Yeah, but like, like you walk with it. Yeah, but everybody's knees and hips are fucked up when they're old. I mean, these but like these NFL yeah. players, like arguably the NFL makes more money and they just like sacrifice their body and go like CTE and stuff. It's miserable. Like people aren't even letting their kids play football anymore. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. Game changes. It's ridiculous. I mean, I honestly would rather play like pads off football, where like if you get thrown on the ground and it hurts, like it's like it hurts. Like, but it, at least you're still a person when you have like all these pads on and stuff. Like, you you're not even shaped like a, a human body anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like it's so weird how like dehumanizing football it's is. Shaped like a wrecking ball. Like that in that helmet thing actually led to more injuries. Yeah. Like when you start putting on helmets because you can just decide to just crash into people, right? Yeah. Like NFL, even by their branding, is like very depersonalizing. Like remember those old, uh, remember those old, uh, I think there were uh, Coors commercials where there's just a bunch of helmets with the same football, like helmet, like a bunch <laughs> yeah, of like dude. beer bottles oh, the Bud, the, football the, helmets The Budweiser on. versus Bud Light and the Bud Bowl. Yeah. The Bud Bowl. Yeah. Like it's just like those aren't people. Football, like, the, the helmet is the brand. The team's logos is the brand. Yeah. And that stupid fucking shield is the brand. If you see like uh, an NFL player like fictionalizing something, it's a person and he's got a face and he's got probably got he's probably got a haircut and he's got like God, I think you're onto it, dude. And I think, I think by the way, by the way, to, I think I think that, that that in a in a very similar vein, and you're a hundred percent right. Um, like uh, football has more like pomp and circumstance oh, and like yeah. um you don't see it like jets, you don't see the jets flying by on the NFL, nba game <laughs> sometimes i mean they're mostly inside so yeah. that's probably why but also yeah. but but also at the same time um like when it comes to like like um there's a very specific like set of auspices that must be observed yeah. for everything like the super bowl always happens on the you know the first Sunday in September uh, in um February and the and the games always start like right after Labor Day and it's always on Sunday and people get I mean I was subject to this when when they started putting games on like Thursday night or whatever I'm just like what the fuck are they doing that's not when football comes on <laughs> you know I mean but even by like other things like think about the NFL where if you don't 
Like if you make the best play, it's a religion. Life, if you make the best play of your life and you don't like hand the ball to the ref immediately, you like try to do something cool and spike the ball. Like they'll be like. 25 yards yeah. on the next kickoff and your coach is going to yell at you like you're the dumbest person in the yeah, world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. NBA, <laughs> like in the very, NBA, very beat, beat people down. Yeah. In the NBA, if you like, if you like dunk all over somebody and look cool doing it, they'll be like, you, that's going to be a poster on some kid's wall <laughs> and they're going to think you're the coolest hero of their life. See, I think though too, that's a, I don't, I don't want to say it's a, Football is probably the most gladiator. It's, mar- it's also a marketing strategy to where the if the NBA feels like they're going to have any like future, any in, like the NFL is such a juggernaut that they have to go the other way and be like, we are the fun league. Yeah, like we yeah. are like well, we are like, like we are, we're unabashedly like the black league. Do you like, remember you when um we came here to watch black people? Bla- so like, let's watch the black. Do people you remember? Do, do you remember when um the NBA tried to implement a dress code rule? Oh yeah, yeah. And Tim Duncan, who is like the biggest square yeah. out of all of them, he's like the guy called it the R word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, but they weren't always like this. If you remember when we were kids, that guy who played for the Nuggets, Abdul Roof, uh, yeah, yeah Mahmoud Abdul Roof. Yeah, Great. he would like. I'm not standing. American for this. hero, by the way. Yeah, he's like, I'm not standing for the national anthem, mm-hmm. and he got lit. He got fined. He got lit up. That was back in the short, in mm-hmm. the short, short days. Yeah. Magmoon Abdul Roof was awesome. And by the way, he could fucking play too. LSU. He went to LSU. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything I mean, about it. Even just watching the two, like football is just all about like conflict and like helmets crashing. Like basketball is beautiful to watch because it's all about like passing and like. Team, well, football like, is about teamwork too, but it's like a different kind of teamwork. Yeah, it's, it's like, like teamwork at war. It's about like self sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. basketball is all about like. Hey, look, I know we're down and if you lose, like like that was a good shot. Like I thought it was gonna go in, like you never know. Mm-hmm. Like this seems like it's devolving into a George Carlin bit about baseball and football. Oh baseball? No, I think you're really <laughs> on to something though, um Scott, because like we I've heard that same thing about why it's so hard to make a um an NHL star and why the NHL is yeah. popular is because mm-hmm. like like I really like hockey. It's all fast, all like, Wayne Gretzky because the helmet. It's the helmet. All the Wayne Gretzky's posters. He don't got a helmet on. You can see his hair. Right. I think you're honest. And you. so another part of so if we're gonna be going down this road a little bit more, if I can just dig a little bit deeper, um, part of hockey's branding also is specifically the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's all about and the tradition. Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, they are very 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 like like I think that. Um, yeah, that, that that of the sports, and if we're gonna be doing it, like talking about it in the sense, like football and hockey are very very similar because they're both kind of like a actual gladiator sports. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't see basketball Dude, in the same sense, even though it's absolutely a very brutal and vicious competition. Hockey, at it's least... not like a it's not like a dangerous competition. No, it's not supposed to be. It's a more like 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 a like a stage play in a lot of senses. You know, hockey at least lets you be like or a game of skill. Hockey at least lets you be like cooler and more dangerous because it's like, oh, I have knives on my feet. Dude. I got a big stick. Like, yeah, if, I don't, if I we want to get in a fist fight, we could do it. <laughs> hockey. I think the, ex- the executives. At, I'm way off track, but I think the executives at Fox thought the same thing. Like back in the late '90s or the mid '90s. Yeah, yeah. Like I never understood how like because they tried to do all those weird visual like when you're watching hockey to make it quote unquote easier to follow. Yeah. And I think somebody like realized the NBC, same, like, that was what? NBC. Why? Oh, it was NBC. No, Fox had like the highlights on like the highlighted puck. And like, yeah. I, I, think Fox, that, dude. I, I thought that was, but no, it's like, why wasn't like, why isn't hockey the cyberpunk sport? Cause it has like all the trappings of like, it could have been. I mean, I do like, think, I do think hockey is cooler than football. 
Really? I think so too. Yeah. I like hockey a lot. All right, make I it. Just, make, we, let's start. Let's just start a football hook. Fuck a hockey walking watching league. Like let's just do it. I guess, but I need a team, bro. I'll like, pick. We should, a, I'll pick if, a team. If COVID's over now, and like if, honestly, if the guys, if and we can't NBA pick guys, the Lightning. The Lightning are not an actual hockey team. What are you talking they've about? Won. The they Cup won the cup. It's in Tampa. At, That's not a hockey town. Hey, I was at Game Seven. Yes, it is actually. I've been to Tampa, and they love the Lightning. Let me tell you why Tampa's a hockey town. Tampa's a hockey town because one. So many northern transplants. Yeah. Two, there, there, there actually is like an ice skating culture there because it's like, ooh, it's hot. So there's actually like ice skating rink. There's one I used to go to called Sunblades. Um, I'm not buying it. When, I'm not buying it. And then it. rollerblades were hot too. Like when I'm not rollerblades were hot. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they were such like, the lightning had, came from like such a. Um, I mean, it was a, a cooler. Man's... It was a very cool 90s sport because they had the Mighty Ducks. I knew we had a guy on us. We had a guy on a street, and he played roller hockey. Is that guy Trey? Guess, and he he was also like a jujitsu like like student, like a like a like a. So, uh, it, it so is, his dad. So hold on a second. Trey's yeah. dad was like the guy who was the trainer at the dojo. Yeah, like he was like a black belt, you know, with sixty nine stripes on it. Yeah, I never believed it because he looks like he was a fucking accountant. No, he looks like shit. a dad. He looks like a big dork. And then like, no, I, Mr. Jack's a badass. Yeah, I was like seven or eight, and I was like, "Who's this dork?" Like he probably just knew some fake karate or whatever. He was always. And nice. then I grew up like in the guy. They had this guy that was like unbeatable in a school. Like, and people would try to beat him up and just get like their fucking limbs t- twisted up and stuff. <laughs> just like break people's like, arms. Everybody was just like, "Look, if there's one dude you don't want to fight, it's that guy." And I was like, "That dude looks." like a regular guy and then like but and then i found out like the guy who grew like lived down the street from us was his teacher <laughs> like that was like mr jack's like student oh man like we could have just learned jujitsu we know we, we can got. still learn jujitsu if, uh, if co if if the world doesn't end and especially if the nba players um yeah, but I could have learned strike, it when I was seven, and I would just be like wrenching people's arms in half right now. You know who's you know who is a mutual it, friend of ours who's um, who's a very he's actually I don't know if he still competes, but he does train uh, jujitsu person who Laiusa. No way. Yeah, he's a fucking killer, man. See, that's the thing. He's like about 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, and he could break like, your arm right now. I was always like, that guy looks like a dork too. Like he is a dork. He's great. I love the guy. He's a dork. Yeah, and like I was like, that guy's not tough at all. But like, oh, he's tough. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't. He's know, tough. I didn't know that. Don't, at don't, all. don't get that twisted. He's no, tough. I didn't know that at all. That's fucking weird. But uh, anyway, we're 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 we're, 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 we're field. Sports are cool. Workers organizing are cool. Sports, yeah. you know, athletes are workers. Anything else that y'all want to get in before we uh, start doing a thing? Uh, well, they shouldn't. They NBA, just to put a cap on it. So they've decided not to play for the rest of the week. Yeah, um, cool. And they said that they're open. Apparently, two teams wanted to uh, not uh, continue on. They wanted to just close out the playoffs, which was the um, the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah. Um, the LA if the, La- if, the, if the Lakers decide not to play, it's playoff over. It's over. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Oh, yeah. The Lakers... That's no LeBron. That's no AD. Like, yeah. They're the, biggest, they're the biggest market team. That's with like... With the biggest marketable players. Yeah, with the biggest player. They got Anthony Davis. Like, I saw somebody tweet about Anthony Davis and they were like, watching him play, like, the end of this game was, like, beautiful to watch. He's like, a maniac. <laughs> he is so good. Oh, man. Not that, not that he don't have to carry the whole team. <laughs> like, he's just like... But I'm very, I'm right. very like, uh, I don't know how I feel about them even in negotiations. Like, 
uh, as far as like they said they want the playoffs to continue like the rest of the teams. But I'm gonna I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and saying that like oh they'll open negotiations and come out with a, a list of demands mm-hmm. that need to be met. And if those demands are met, then hopefully they'll just shut it all down. Yeah. I mean, who, that's what I'm hoping for. Who knows what kind of strings they're pulling? And, like. and, and, and a super last point on this, like sports, like all the sports that are happening right now are not for any like kind of legitimate competition it's just at this point in this context in this like fucking hell world that we're in mm-hmm. like purely and it's always has been but there was always like a very very kind of like clear veneer veneer of like competition but like now it's just pure entertainment oh yeah like i mean like nothing no nothing could be legitimately determined to be like well these are the things that we agreed to be doing before the year had started and all these other things that it were like this is a purely entertainment thing which it always has been which it always will be but i mean like 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 now it's like highlighted more than ever i mean it's, and, it's... and 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 it's, that's never more true also, right now, and I wanted to talk on this super last thing. Super, super last. Over the weekend, I watched a professional wrestling show that included something called a Thunderdome. Oh, uh, they did have a Thunderdome. Scott, what is a Thunderdome? Oh, man. A Thunderdome is a big stadium full of Zoom calls. <laughs> they turned professional wrestling into a Zoom call, which is not necessarily a legitimate like competition. Using it, my fingers, it actually looks cool, but like the bad part is that anybody on a Zoom call could do anything. Like mm-hmm. these people at home could just like put anything on the screen. Did you see any of this, Robert? No, I didn't. Not at all. Are you familiar with the, the Thunderdome at all? If it's not Mad Max, I have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so they basically took... No team like, turn ahead. They took like a thousand... They, they, they had like a giant video... They, so the WWE, the wrestling company, um, rented out the Amway Center, right? Which is a, which is in Orlando. Yeah. Formerly the Air, Airway Center. Yeah. Okay. Now the Thunderdome. <laughs> now it's the Thunderdome. <laughs> they leased it for like several months. And uh, they decided that they would like rig it up so that they would have video boards like across the wall and people can just sort of like kind of like that cringe shit that was happening with the DNC they would be able to like like video call in oh that's what the NBA's been doing but yeah. it's actually been kind of cool cuz all of a sudden it'll just be like that's Shaq yeah, and I'll be like, "That's the Kimbe Matumbo." That so, yeah. so so basically, they stole the idea from the NBA. Yeah, yeah, because they've been doing it with Microsoft Teams. I mean, I'd, right. be, I'd be pretty excited to see the Kimbe Matumbo. Anyway, that's what the WWE yeah. did so for their happened? thing. Somebody showed their dick or something. What happened? Uh, somebody had an ISIS uh, beheading yeah. video. <laughs> somebody, yes. Somebody, somebody had a, a plush of Pikachu just sitting there, right in like hard that's camera center. <laughs> Yeah, somebody, they had a couple of like really wild like 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 things, but the the ISIS video was the biggest one. Well, they had a pretty. Uh, there was a there was a there was a multiple instances of Chris Benoit being uh his, having his image shown. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that seems decent. dark shit. Yeah, and, and and this is something that's kind of like so just to 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 set it up a little bit too. Uh, the WWE had been using their like training center. Um, for the a little while, center. it's called the Performance Center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Full Sail, right? uh, yeah, no, Full Sail University full in Orlando, and um, they would have like um, their their 
essentially like the the lower level like like recruits in the sort of like developmental wrestling promotions uh, would be acting as a crowd, and it was so bad. Like, but not necessarily because these guys are doing a bad job or anything, but it's just the fact that they're not a crowd. They're not like a they they don't have the energy of like a you know. 50,000 people that are like psyched to see John Cena or whatever the hell, you know? And and so like you have like a bunch of people that are chanting like, you're in trouble or or, like all kinds of like weird, like kind of cringe shit. And it was very, very cringe enforced. And it's like, again, not these people's fault because they're literally getting paid to do this, right? So uh, they kind of just like swept away the people that were going to get paid and they just like turned it into like oh, actually we have a video wall now that people can get on to <laughs> they're silly dude they suck they suck ass uh-huh. I haven't watched I, I don't I, I, I have no desire to ever watch the WWE event again I mean I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not a pure person and I, I enjoy people punching I, 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 I no, enjoy, I just mean, I enjoy I men I, screaming I, at one another and that's the scream. thing it's not like I'm even taking a stand mm-hmm. like I'm officially just yeah, you're like, just not into it I just I gotcha. don't care anymore mm-hmm. like they finally got me not to care what was it that got you not to care um, it, it was a, a death by a thousand cuts yeah, yeah absolutely no you're 100% right mm-hmm. just like casual racism <clears throat> not paying people correctly what, what was the thousandth cut Saudi Saudi Arabia, honestly. Yeah, hey, that, was that was a big it. cut. That was a big cut. Hey, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. <laughs> anyway, wrestling is a fucking mess, but wrestlers are workers and they're eating you too. So we'll I mean, just like tie it up that way. New Japan is back. Yeah, because in Southeast Asia and in Japan, they don't have yeah. as much uh, as yeah, much of a problem. They're and actually doing shows with people there, and uh, they're like social distancing, and they're having like some like like like. Uh, spur ups. I don't know the particulars. Maybe we'll have Wes in Japan back and ask him about it. Dude, if Wes is going to to New Japan shows, I want to I want to hear about him. Uh, I don't know if he's going, but like he's in, and he knows like the current stuff about it. No, yeah. but uh, you know, like they're doing shows with people in like arenas and stuff, and like they're like distancing. But it's not like America where we can only do them by Zoom conference and stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, they also have uh, another tournament going on in America because of all the wrestlers they have in America. They, Who uh, they uh, New Japan. They did a... Uh, what, on West Coast, maybe? Uh, no, uh, I'm not sure where, but... Uh, the LA Dojo, huh? Yeah, they have uh, a bunch of people in LA. Plus, all their American wrestlers are in America, and they can't go to Japan because we're locked here in this country. We're trapped here forever. The walls are closing in on us, guys. Yeah, they built the wall, and that was to keep us in, actually. Yeah. You thought they were keeping somebody else out, but they were keeping us in. But, uh, it's weird. So they have to have two New Japans now, and they had a second New Japan Cup uh, for people that are in America. Mm-hmm. And I think Kenta won. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's bring it home, folks. We've been on for an hour and a half. Uh, this has been a wild ride, kind of a kind of a free association type show. I appreciate it, but I think that we got a lot going on. We can't be contained by regular podcast format. Yeah, look, this is what happens when Aaron's not here to to reel us in. You can listen to Good Morning Comrade every Tuesday on WHIVFM dot um uh, in New Orleans. Uh, you can also get more information about our show WHIVFM dot org 
forward slash good hyphen morning hyphen comrade. You can also get um, all kinds of stuff about our show, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, give to our Patreon. I actually talked to Michelle two days ago. Uh, she is excited to hand draw a shirt. And she's gonna hopefully have some uh, mock-ups pretty soon. So, uh, or a shirt. We can maybe put it on hats. Maybe we can put it on koozies. All that good shit. Uh, Michelle, officially a member of Good Morning Comrade. She's always in forever. Yeah, always in forever. She's she, permanently got a seat on the, at the at the, the show. We made her swear a blood oath, mm-hmm. and uh, she's still on the show. Re- able to be activated at any time. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, folks. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to probably happen through our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash good morning, uh, good morning comrade. And, uh, yeah. Anything else that y'all want to drop in before we go? Nope. Just be like basketball players and recognize your labor power. Yeah. Workers are, uh, workers, man. They're good. I mean, if LeBron James and Chris Paul can do it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does blow me away that Chris Paul is the president of the, of the, the players. Union. That's pretty awesome. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Good on him. All right, folks. Well, love y'all. Bye. See ya.